Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. There's no shortage of podcasts out there on the subject of love, but we felt there weren't any that really reflected our own dating experiences as two single ladies in their 20s navigating the murky waters of dating today. And that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love. This week, we are thrilled to welcome trans activist and author of To My Trans Sisters, Charlie Craggs. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, girls. How are you? <laughs> We're great. We're thrilled to have you. How are you? I'm okay. A bit snuffly in coffee. Sorry if my voice... I mean, like, I'm just trying to make up for the fact that I'm trans and have a deep voice. But like, <laughs> I do actually have a cold as well, guys, listening at home. Do you know what? A few weeks ago, we did an episode when I had a cold and I was really convinced I was going to come across all kind of sultry uh, and sexy. Yeah. Like when Phoebe gets that. I was about to say, friends. like when Phoebe and Friends yeah, has yeah, that yeah. sexy voice. It didn't really work for me, to be honest. I was a bit disappointed it wasn't as sexy as I thought a it would be. story of my life. <laughs> I try, I've tried to make it my brand. It's just not working. <laughs> no, work it, work it, work it. It's going great. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about nail transphobia and about your book? Yeah, um, so I run a campaign called Nail Transphobia where I basically travel around the UK with a pop-up nail salon offering the public free manicures for the chance to sit down and have a chat with a trans person just to give them a chance to kind of like ask questions because I feel like most people haven't actually, well, I know most people haven't actually met a trans person but often they have like misconceptions about us. So I've been doing it for like four years now just as a way to kind of like humanise the issue a bit which I think is really important with the kind of like... um, the narrative that's in the media at the moment yeah. it's getting a lot better but like I think it's really important just to like humanise it and yeah. to remind people that trans people are just people and we're kind of nice people too <laughs> ding um, and then yeah from that I got asked to do a book and I basically um, just kind of created the book I wish I had when I started transitioning which is a book of about 100 letters from trailblazing trans women kind of offering advice to girls who are beginning their transitions or going through transition um yeah, just kind of offering advice from things like, I don't know, like how to cover five o'clock shadow to how to deal with transphobia to like, I don't know, self-love and like, do you know, all, all just basically yeah. everything we wish we knew, mm. like sharing with our younger selves who are like girls transitioning now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. So important. And love as well. There's a lot about love in there, so on brand for this. For the yeah. listeners. The world revolves around love, my yeah, friends. Olivia's <laughs> wearing a jumper that says I love. Am. Oh my God, cringe. <laughs> I didn't even realise. Oh my God. Oh my God. Very on brand. Just so on brand. I just need one that says millennial. Then we mm. can just stand and next to each other. I need one that just time. says like, mess. <laughs> Millennial like Mess could have been another title for <laughs> that would be podcast. my podcast yeah you'll see in like a week I'll start doing that it's amazing no but I love the whole concept of nail transphobia as well thank you babe I thank think you. it's brilliant thank I mean, you so much as well it's so necessary love getting their thank nails you done. yeah well yeah that's why I started I was like Mine it's a really good them. way of engaging people in the conversation because you're offering the nails like because I think if I was just sitting at a desk like come speak to me about trans issues like some people would but most people just would mm. walk past mm-hmm. and so I was like hmm clever like and also they're very like intimate 
intimate. So you're able to like yes. hold hands of a stranger. And like, yeah. you, if you can't feel my humanity after holding my hand, you're a psychopath. Like, I'm a very nice person. And <laughs> when you're holding my hand, I'm painting your nails. I'm having a good old chat. You can't go away and not no. like, not, uh, you can't go away and hate trans people anymore. If you did hate trans people to begin with, I think it's, it, you'd be. Weird. Yeah. Messed weird. up. Yeah. Well, we're all a bit messed up, but that's next level. <laughs> and I do feel like when you're having a mani, I always talk about really personal stuff with yes. the manicure. Oh, and hairdressers as well. Yeah. Like, they know a bit too much about my dating life. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm quite open about it anyway. Yeah, as, me too. As we know. Well, we sort of have to be, don't we? Um, <laughs> this speaking of getting personal, this week we are going to talk about different views and interests in dating and how that kind of plays a part when you start dating someone and how much of an issue it can be if someone doesn't share your political views and if it really is true that opposites attract because everyone says it's so important to have that yin and yang dynamic but then other people just want to be with someone that's just like them so I think we'll all have different things to say on that from past experiences I know I certainly do <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> but first Rachel what have you been up to this week well well basically I started dating this guy and we went on three dates. And I've, I've sort of in the past sort of week or so, I've, I've been like a, a 360. I've been, I got to the point where after the third date, I was like, oh my God, I think I've caught feelings. And I, I never catch feelings. And all my friends were like, oh my God, that's so exciting. And I was like, no, it's not, it sucks. This feels horrid. And then I've literally flipped now like, mm -mm, nah, I think he's a fuck boy. And I've, I've, I've come around. Yes, I have just sworn. <laughs> Okay. Oops. But there's no other way to describe no, it. No, no yeah. It's like a real dictionary term, yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. now. It's like a valid, yeah. like, exactly. Which we, we discussed fuckboys many episodes back, actually. I can't believe we're on episode 23. I know. From what you've said to me, though, he does sound like a genuine straight-up fuckboy. And I don't think you ever Look. really caught feels. I think you caught... The lusty feels, which I don't think is the Could same have thing. Been the lusty feels. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. Mm. Yeah. What, what did is. you say I was? When? What was that term that Dolly said a few episodes back? Spunk drunk. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're disgusting. I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're that. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I hadn't caught actual feels, God forbid. Yeah. But anyway, that's where I'm at. So back to square one. <laughs> oh, such a good place to be in square oh, one. Well, I'm right back to square one with you because I got dumped a few weeks ago. Oh no. I don't even know if I feel vindicated to say dumped because it's that kind of thing where it's like, it's, uh, you know, you don't make it past the three month mark. So it's like, is it really a dumping or is it just like a cut off this isn't happening anymore mm. kind of thing um so yeah back back to square one <laughs> back with rachel <laughs> many fish in the sea yeah <laughs> so many fish <laughs> what have you been doing charlie well i haven't left square one <laughs> like ever <laughs> like i am just yeah in an eternal state of just like Smooching, what is that a word? Shmoo I like just mix two words, but basically just like sounds like a good thing to do. It's, I don't know, like I've come <laughs> to kind of like it. Like it's not what I wanted. Like I'm kind of like I would love to be like the wifey type. Like I'm very boring in that way. That I just like one guy, like yeah. that sort of thing. But like guys don't want that with me with a trans girl. It's just not. No one's looking. No one's looking to like wife a trans girl. So like um, I've just kind of learned to just enjoy dating and seeing different guys and like yeah it, I, I guess it like it is difficult isn't it yeah it's but difficult for anyone but it's like double as difficult if you're yeah it's difficult for anyone particularly when someone has i think preconceptions about you coming into it which yeah. is why which is why it's so important what you're doing yeah exactly because it, it makes yeah. it all the more important to raise awareness yeah and 
I think so. I hadn't yeah. looked at it that way. I was like not actually raising awareness for like guys to do no. me. <laughs> That's no, such a really no, good idea. It's so, it's so important because I think yeah, otherwise true. how else is that perspective going to change? Well, essentially it comes, it's like um, the reason guys don't want to date me is because of the stigma of like dating a trans girl. It's not because they're attracted to me. They're, uh, plenty of them are attracted I to me. But Yeah, of course. But like, Yeah, I know I am. But, like, <laughs> even, like, like, but it's not even about that. It's about them. They're scared what their friends will think or they're scared what their yeah, families will think. That's sure. why they don't want to date me. Because honey, they want to do other things with me. They just don't. Wanna, <laughs> they just don't want to like be like that. Yeah, with me, you know yeah. they think they're gonna get judged. They th- yeah. I guess if a guy is walking down the street with me, they're gonna be like, "Well, I know she's trans, so like everyone else in the street is gonna know, she- and everyone's gonna be looking at me." So really, I guess that's why it goes back to what you were saying about just like if you break down that stigma, then and like, that social taboo with yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what you're doing, that's imperative to doing that. I think. Yeah. Handy P. Handy P. Right. Okay. Let's do bio of the week. This is a favorite. Uh, a favorite. Oh, well, is it the favourite? I don't know. It's a bio we have seen on a dating app in recent weeks that we've quite enjoyed. This is from Tom, 26. So the interesting thing about this bio is you may recall a few weeks ago I completely slated and expressed my utter disdain for review bios. And I had never oh, seen them before. I thought this so was like many. right. I thought it was really new and quite funny no. and I first saw one. They like, just copy and paste them. Yeah. I see like the mm-hmm. same one a million times. Well, exactly. But okay, this is a review one, but there's something I actually quite like it. Here it goes. Here it goes. A really quite interesting guy. Louis Theroux. Better than a field of wheat, Theresa May. Another one, DJ Khaled. Now, I have to be <laughs> honest, I don't get the another one thing because I'm not really like au fait with <laughs> cool music, but I presume that's some sort of musical reference. Mm-hmm. Did you get that, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm not the only one that was yeah. like, Rachel, come on. I'm not really very down with the kids. But you know honest. that song Wild Thoughts with Rihanna? Why don't you sing it to me? At the beginning, that. DJ Khaled's like, another one. Mm, okay, now that is really and a bit more of a bell. Yeah, a bit of a bell. To be honest with you, I, I, I tend to know songs, but I don't know who sings them or what they are. Okay. Anyway, it's well, become a meme, that thing. I just um, liked the Better Than a Field of Wheat, to be honest. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do it for me, sorry. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, though. So this is gonna this brings us on to our first topic, it which does, is how actually, important is... Politics, mm. shared values, mm. and being woke, which we'll get, you know, we'll explain shortly in a relationship. Because when I read that bio, I'm like, okay, he knows a bit about politics and popular culture. And I remember when Theresa May said that thing about when an interviewer asked her what was the Naughty naughtiest rest. thing you've done, and she was like, when I was a child, I once ran through a field of wheat or something. The internet went nuts about it, obviously completely taking the piss. But it was really interesting because a few weeks later, I was with my um, parents at home, and I like mentioned it, and they. They read the news every day, and the the field of wheat thing had completely passed them by. Really, yeah. Really? Which, because I, I think I don't know, like traditional tabloids maybe didn't pick up on it. Whereas maybe the not. internet and social media yeah, and everyone, yeah. and I think younger people were going nuts. So and many so, memes and gifts yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm. So to sort of kick this this talking point off, I'll tell you a couple of stats from a study by Match last year. This found that 30.5% of 18 to 24-year-olds think politics is important in a relationship and 17.5% avoid finding out the political opinion of their date in case it changes their feelings towards them. So my question for you girls is, would you date someone who doesn't share your political views? Why are you looking at me? (laughs) 
Well, I'm, like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't either. I absolutely wasn't no. either. But I remember seeing an Instagram post that you did about a dating, oh. looking for a date or for oh, some really? competition or something. And it was oh, saying yeah, yeah. no oh, blondes and no Tories <laughs> Yeah, allowed. sorry, I, I don't do blondes or Tories. Just, <laughs> I just cannot. I just can't. Like, if I don't... Okay, the blonde thing, like, just I, I don't know, I just don't see it Fair. for blondes. But the Tory thing is like, I could like change my mind for a really cute blonde. But like, because you can get like nice blondes. There are different thing. shades of blonde. Yeah, I like a dirty blonde, maybe sure. like a, a dark blonde. Mm. But just I couldn't with a Tory. I just couldn't. Just like because the political is personal. Mm. Mm. Um, especially like as an LGBT person, like with the history of. Um, the Tories I know like um, David Cameron was the one to pass like gay marriage not that a gay marriage affects me or anything mm. but like mm, it was only, it was kind of like he and whoever was Prime Minister would have done that at that time yeah. sort of thing it wasn't his like mm. um, his kind of it wasn't he wasn't trying to be a good person mm. they have a really bad track record and just like like even just the fact that I'm from a council estate the fact that I lost my best friend to Grenfell like just a lot oh, of like God, um, my personal like experiences of like uh, I can't detach that from the politics mm. of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't detach the politics and the personal. So I just couldn't lie in bed with... <laughs> Even for a one-night stand, I could not... I would just... Yeah, I just couldn't. You have very valid reasons. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. And you're definitely not alone there, though. I, I wrote an article um, sort of a year or so ago, actually, um, about the role of politics in dating. And I sp- and there were plenty of people who said they, they couldn't date a Tory no. because, you know, obviously there are Tories. I know Tory young people, but, you know, the general consensus is, especially in sort of a London bubble as well, it's very liberal. And a lot of people said they wouldn't date um, a conservative. I, someone said, and I quote, never say never, but I'd never date a Tory. <laughs> I don't care if they're exactly right for me in every other way. I just couldn't go out with someone that voted for a party that has presided over police cuts, nurses' pay cap and the housing crisis. It's not exactly the best way of telling what someone is like, but it's usually a good indication. Mm. I mean, it's really interesting. And I remember after Brexit, there was um, they launched a dating app called Remainder, <gasps> which was just for people who voted Remain. I don't think it lasted very long. No. But it shows how it strongly was. people feel about dating someone who shares their political views. Yeah, yeah, there's that Trump dating site for Trump supporters. There are a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Oh there are a couple of right-wing dating sites. It's fascinating. I, but I think you're right. The political is personal every time for me. And I, I just think, you know, differences in relationships are good in terms of We'll get onto this later, but things that you might, you know, want to do in your free mm. time or whatever. I don't think that stuff matters as much. But I think your core values yeah. and what you see as important social injustices, if you don't agree on those things, how is a relationship ever yeah. gonna work? I think it also depends on how strongly you feel about yeah. you know, political issues. If you're someone who is at every march at like actively a member of a party, you know, someone who's really yeah. into it then you're probably going to struggle to date someone who... Doesn't care. Either is apathetic or, you know, votes for some a different party yeah. or is, like, very into different, different politics to you. However, if you're someone who, you know, is interested in following politics but doesn't have super strong views, maybe you're fine. I, you know, I have friends in relationships who... Uh, I can think of one, for example. She is usually Lib Dem. He's... Tory and quite strongly Tory, but they're fine. Mm. They sort of don't discuss politics too much, but it they just it doesn't affect their relationship. They're still yeah. very happy together. Yeah, and I think actually if you do decide that political values are something that are gonna are gonna be important to you in a partner, 
it's imperative that you don't jump to conclusions about that other person's political beliefs. If you're someone that believes really strongly in something, I think you really need to be patient in terms of understanding another, because like you said, not everyone is as strongly mm. and actively engaged in political views as everyone else. And I think it can be quite an intimate thing for people to talk about. Yeah. So I think it's important not to jump to conclusions and not to make too harsh judgments too quickly if you decide it's something that's important to you. It's not It's not necessarily as binary as yeah. left-wing, right-wing yeah. anymore, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, it is blurred. And I think it's almost interesting because then I was just thinking in my head, like, well, because it's a belief system, essentially politics, like, but what, could you date someone from another religion? Like, I'm Catholic, mm. I was raised Catholic, I'm a, quite a strong... I don't go to church, I don't believe in like the institution of mm. religion, especially as like an LGBT person, but I do consider myself a Catholic still. Um, but yeah, I've dated Muslims, I've dated Jewish people, like Jewish people, sorry, Jewish boys. Um, so I, it's funny how I could date someone with a very different belief system in that sense, like, but like, I guess it's just because then, I don't know. I think with religion it's different mm. because religion for me anyway feels more like rooted in the past it's mm. more rooted in traditions yeah, whereas true. politics is an ongoing conversation and it's very much of the moment yeah and it's yeah it's harder to ignore yeah i think and also like i couldn't date like an extreme religious person like in from any religion like yeah. so i guess that's kind of where it would tie in like i couldn't date so the reason i can't i wouldn't want to date someone from a certain political party is because i'm i'm angry at them for some of the stuff they've done maybe whereas like i couldn't date a religious person who was complicit with certain things that have happened mm. with their religion doing certain things like i don't know I mean, I'm not going to give examples, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know what you mean. School, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying. Completely. Yeah. And so what about this whole concept of wokeness in general? So I thought everyone knew what woke was, what woke meant. But I, I remember I brought this up with um, my flatmates a couple of months ago, and they were like, what is woke? What? I know. These, uh, these how old are they? 24. The same, oh, 24 wow. and 25. I had the same conversation with my friends at the weekend. I was talking with them about this, and they were like, what does woke mean? And they were like, oh, oh, stay woke, stay woke, because that's a line from a song in 2011. Uh, I would never know that. So Come that's, on. I think, where the phrase maybe came from. Oh, okay. So they had heard of that, but they didn't really use it in their kind of daily lexicon. I just think it's quite interesting that for us, obviously, being like in the media, clearly it's something that we're very aware of, yeah. which it's is ironic given what woke means. <laughs> it's also it like... A it's also something that I now wouldn't even really know how to explain, but I feel like it's such a, a key word. I'm like, how did we not yeah. have this word before? How wait, should we should we should try and explain? So essentially <laughs> essentially what it means is so it's the it's it's the idea of being awake yeah. to political social issues and the world around you and the idea of being engaged with things. Yeah. So that's why being it's being conscious. Like, yeah, being yeah. conscious, being aware, being awake. You know, yeah, and I think from. it does would, would, this, would it be right to say it usually? It's usually when you're awake to these things, but also you're quite liberal usually, and it's it's yeah. quite an inclusive view. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is definitely yeah. synonymous with liberal. I don't think views, you can be I'd awake say. and be a bigot. No. Like because no. being a bigot is not being awake. Yeah, like, exactly. It's being blinded. Like it's like having yeah. a sleeping mask on that you've been that someone's put on you because you you're not born. Yeah bigoted mm. so it's the like taking that sleeping mask off going back mm. to the whole sleeping mm. awake <laughs> and like, i would say you know those sort of nice guy misogynists yeah. yeah so they they don't mean to be misogynist they just don't mm. get it they mm. just don't see why what they're doing is sexist they're not woke yeah so yeah so this is what i'm interesting another thing in dating is um 
how important it is that someone if you're if you're someone who considers yourself to be woke that the other person is i remember when cat person came out um months ago this um if you missed everything about it it's this viral story on the new yorker and we did an episode on it a while back so i suggest you go and have a listen it was if very you missed good it, you might not be woke <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay just go and listen to it then you can get woke um and so i heard that there were women around the time that that came out going on dates and asking guys so what did you think of cat person sort of as a test to see what their react were well, a if they'd heard of it and read it mm. and b what they thought of it it's really interesting i had after we did that episode i had an ex contact me being like oh, i really liked your episode on cat person what did you think of it and like wanted to talk to me about interesting. it interesting and i thought <laughs> your voice interesting mm. i just thought that was fascinating how it sparked such a debate yeah. and Personally, as someone who works in the media and is obviously very like conscious of everything going on around them, if I was dating someone that didn't care or didn't didn't know about certain things that I feel passionate about and I feel so many people around me are talking about on Twitter and I'm reading all about it, if they, I guess not knowing is one thing, not being interested is another. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think if someone's not interested in those things, bit of a turn off yeah I completely agree and no one can know about everything like I don't know everything no, that's going not. on in the Middle East I don't know everything going on in British politics right now but for me it's very important to be up to date or generally know you know know what's happening in the world yeah and then if people are just completely not interested just, in the news at yeah, all yeah if they'd rather focus on themselves it's like it can be a little narcissistic it can be a little mm. bit superficial it's just not a nice trait I don't know I, I think particularly now in light of you know these huge cultural movements like Time's Up and Me Too to be ignorant to those kind of things isn't a good thing in my view mm. what do you think Charlie I agree obviously um I also feel like there's no excuse to be ignorant nowadays, mm. especially for someone from our generation. Yeah. Like we have, most of us are on social media. We all have the internet. Most of us have smartphones. Like you just have no excuse like to be ignorant, like in my opinion. So obviously it's a, a massive turn off for me. Um, I just, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I kind of vet guys as well. Like, you know, with like asking about all oh, the cat person. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'll like ask, um, yeah, like similar questions just to like kind of sound out. Or you don't even have to ask questions. You can just gauge from their answers on dating apps or in person. Like you can kind of gauge whether they're woke, um, quotation marks. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and like I've ended like dates in person if I feel like I've, I've literally walked out and been have like, have you? Yes. Yeah, mm. of course. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit and have dinner with a racist. Like, oh, yeah, and they yeah. might like not think they're racist, but they're set to me, they're racist. And like me kind of, um, continuing to have dinner with them or be me like like sleeping with the enemy almost my mm. best friend is black like mm. even if my best friend wasn't black though but like I just feel like it, being complicit with it yeah. is mm. like being racist yourself like and so I just or being ho like homophobic I couldn't date a homophobic guy I couldn't date I just couldn't date anyone who yeah. was anti anything I just couldn't so like I need you to be fully woke like otherwise I, I agree I don't see it for you but then I do think that the only the only contentious thing about being woke first of all if someone describes themselves as woke it's a yeah, bit cringe true <laughs> I've never described it's almost like yeah. people describe themselves as like influencers exactly or if, so if you call yourself cool you're probably not yeah, cool yeah like, exactly <laughs> so that's not great yeah but also I do think <laughs> I just didn't yeah. this is like when I once went my sister like had like 
it was insulting me saying I wasn't funny or something and I went what are you talking about I'm a hoot and she went anyone who calls himself a hoot is not a hoot <laughs> and I was like so I love that word. oh honey you are a hoot thank you who's a hoot who's <laughs> 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 a hoot I am a hoot I'm not a hoot go on um, I was going to say sometimes I think this idea of being woke from a, like an individual perspective can foster this culture of snobbery holier than thou yeah exactly and I think that can be really damaging for obvious reasons and I think you have to be very careful with those kind of things and be be tolerant of other people and just you know just because someone doesn't know about something doesn't mean they wouldn't care about it if completely and they they wouldn't be curious yeah that's almost like elitist as well because sometimes people aren't woke because they've not had access to Mm -hmm. certain things like do you know what I mean I, yeah. as a council state girl I know that firsthand. like not not so much about me but like about my friends who maybe like I went to art school and I, I was that's how I became woke maybe like but like I've got friends who didn't yeah. go to uni or whatever who on some res- in some respects would be considered not woke mm. maybe on certain issues mm. and I guess it's because maybe it would be elitist to be like oh if you're not woke it's like it's like you know, you know what I'm saying completely like, yeah, yeah. yeah it can just be a bit pretentious I yeah think. You have I to be agree careful. Yeah. I think I will finish this um, little topic with another quote from that study, um, another stat, sorry, which they found that 29.8% of 18 to 24-year-olds believe someone is more interesting today if they have vested political interests, which I think is quite interesting. I'm surprised that's not very that's I was going to say it was tiny. Yeah. Do you think, uh, to be fair, how, what you, I mean, what 70% you descri- of people don't think it's more interesting. But what you describe as vested political interest, you know, I think I people so, probably yeah. interpret that yeah. differently. Yeah. But anyway, it's an interesting one. Um, but we're going to have to move on to dating disaster of the world. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Week, ladies. So, here goes. I heard an awful story about a girl who had a disastrous encounter at uni. It may sound like it's been made up, but every single student heard about this story. So, this girl went on a date with a guy. Everything was going really well, and so she ended up going back to his in halls at the end of the night. The next morning, the guy had to leave early to go to a lecture and told the girl that she could stay at his for as long as she wanted. The guy was lucky enough to have an ensuite bathroom, which the girl used when she eventually got up. However, she hadn't anticipated needing to do a number two. What's worse, the toilet wouldn't flush and she couldn't bear the thought of leaving a poo in his toilet. The girl found a black bin bag in the guy's room, which she used to take the poo out of the toilet. After freshening up, the girl got dressed and left the guy's room. 
with his door automatically locking behind her once she was out. However, it was only then that she realised she'd accidentally left the bin bag with the poo inside on his bedroom floor and had no way of going back into his room to retrieve it. It's just so funny. Imagine that guy coming back. <laughs> He's feeling really good about himself. He's just had a great night with the skull and he finds a giant shit on his bed. <laughs> he probably thought it was some kind of like... Weird, like... Yeah. <laughs> weird, like, fuck you, that sex was awful kind yeah. of thing. He is a giant poo. He's a turd. He's <laughs> a turd because he's a turd in bed. Oh. It's just like that story. You know that? Yeah, yeah, that story from the, the couple in Bristol where the woman couldn't flush her poo at her dates and like tried to put it out the window. She was a little more creative. Yeah, yeah, she then got stuck herself, yeah. which is absolutely lol. But um, we love that story. So thank you for sending it in. It was most um, amusing. And <laughs> oh, I was like, how do I describe this? Yes, I think amusing is the word. Yeah, amusing And is I really feel for that girl. Yeah. Me too. But hey-ho. <laughs> I don't actually know how things worked out, but hopefully... I don't know. Who knows what she did? Maybe she just <laughs> transferred to a different uni and left the country. <laughs> spoke to him again. Yeah. Maybe anyway. she killed herself, guys. <laughs> we should love really Also, that dickhead boy for like telling everyone how mean. Oh yeah, that must have been yeah, how it that's went. That's not yeah. nice. That's clearly how it ended. That's he went not and nice. Told all his friends. Yeah. No, that's not nice. No. I, well, hopefully she wasn't named. Maybe I don't know. You've just made fun of her on your podcast. <laughs> if she hears it, she's definitely going to kill herself. The no. girl from the other story remained anonymous as well, didn't she? Yeah. The girl from the other poo story. He went on national news. I like oh that God. people are telling these stories though, because a like yeah, I'm sorry, girls, girls poo. But isn't it just? It's so like. It just shows how like girls are just made to feel like that we're not supposed to poo. Mm. Like it's like you have to hide your poo. Do you think if, a, if that was the girls' room, the boy would have just been like, "Sorry, I couldn't flush your chain," and mm-hmm. like told her, "Like I know it's ridiculous." Not accepting that girls' poo is not very woke. Yeah, no, literally that we poo. That is against my political beliefs. Me too. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right, put That's that on my. I'm adding profile. that on my list. Like no blondes, <laughs> no Tories, and no boys. You can't accept that we poo. <laughs> <laughs> very important. Oh, funny. Do you know what we should discuss on another podcast? Like, at what point in a relationship you sort of do all those little yes. things like fart in front of oh, your well, partner? Oh, never. I would never. I'm sorry. I know I've just said all this <laughs> right about, like, girls poo, but I would, like, never poo in front of my boyfriend, never fart in front of my boyfriend. Yeah, I just I couldn't. Think, yeah, I don't think I would either. Have what? you not seen Sex and City when she did it? Did you not yes. learn your lesson? Like, a baby. It's so awkward. She felt Carrie fart <laughs> with Big in bed and she just can't. She can't cope. Her face just goes white and then Big just laughs at her and it's so And he keeps awkward. bringing it up. Like, yeah. oh, it's just... Mm. A boy farted with me. <gasps> really? Oh. Like, after we were lying no. there, oh. see, I just I w- ignored it. Yeah. I thought well, maybe I laughed. I can't remember. Good times. No, see, like I'm have that rule for myself. But I'm also would like force it on my boyfriend. I'm like, you can never fight in front of me. Like yeah. I don't like that sort no. of thing. No burping. Yeah. Really oh, like God, that. I feel like I you have to burping. laugh in that situation though, because otherwise it's just so painfully awkward. Yeah, because you're both like, oh, we both just heard that. Oh, mm. we're not going to say anything about it. Okay. Uh, no, you have to. Yeah, yeah. by mistakes. Okay. Yeah. But don't be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do it on purpose. Yeah, don't be like. <laughs> not very sexy right <laughs> so let's talk about um how important it is to have things in common with someone you're dating generally i find this so interesting because everyone has different views on it mm. so a lot of people argue opposites attract other people my mum has always said to me you've got to find someone who the more you have in common with your partner the better and i don't know which is right i think maybe there is an element to both and I but I think I'm actually potentially of the school of thought that having 
some similar interest is a very good thing. And uh, but then having things that you can sort of teach your partner a bit about and expand their horizons, mm. also a good thing. I have a friend who stopped seeing a guy she was dating because she's so into music and theatre and art. He had absolutely zero interest in that. And that sort of wasn't the problem, but it was the fact that he had no interest in learning about it or like... Compromising. Go, like, they had no interest in finding out you know, what she liked about yeah. these things. Yeah, I think you have to break it down a bit because it's not like you're ever going to have, you know, hour-long conversations about the kind of bands that you like, really, you know, and the kind of films that you like and the kind of TV shows that you watch and the kind of books that you read. It's great if you have those things in common, but surely it would get a bit boring if you're both just kind of spurting the same things at one another. I think, personally, it's good to have differences in those areas but I think when it comes down to how you spend your time together and like you said things like going to the theatre if one person likes theatre or I don't know going to watch a football game or going to to a certain exhibition if you don't want to do those things the same it's not really going to work because Mm. how how are you going to spend your time together you can't just be at each other's houses Mm. the whole time yeah I very much feel like um, I need someone who's like interested in food and doesn't just like eat to stay alive because mm. I want to talk about food a lot I want to eat a lot of food I want someone who is excited to try new restaurants and will like make a pilgrimage across London to go to some trendy new food place that's just open would you say that's your biggest thing uh it's definitely one up. of the big ones yeah it's definitely up there but me another too. one f- yeah right food yeah. is food is the it's one very low on my scale just so me. funny because I was telling I was yeah, telling Livia about this date with this guy who I've now is, seems to have fizzled um fuck boy the fuck boy mm. well I'm not 100% sure but probably he just is. just as a reference point fuck boy okay okay we think he might be sadly <laughs> anyway I I once I think I was saying to Livy like after like, his second date or something like we had this chat about avocado for like half an hour or something and I was like oh my god he's amazing he talks he loves avocado like me and I was I, I don't know I kept bringing up that we were talking about food a lot and you were like I literally never talk about food on dates I talk about food on dates all the time well that's what I do on dates it's always right? like food centers oh, this is where I'm going wrong I could not care less about what a person eats I for me because you're a vegan <laughs> vegan <laughs> so like accusing Sorry. um maybe maybe but I think um my equivalent would probably be music. Uh. And not necessarily having the same taste in music. I I'm a, I have a real passion for all sorts of different genres of music. My, the thing I really enjoy doing and maybe talking about, and I think my key like activity to do with someone that I'm dating would be going to gigs and going to see live music. Oh, yes. I'm so not really interested in that I at mean, all. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, uh, that's a big one for me. And I don't really care who I'm seeing necessarily because I love it. I like appreciate pretty much all music. Mm. But going to gigs and seeing live shows, that's like the best thing for me. I yeah. love that so much. I've been going to Glastonbury for the last like, you know, eight years and it's always my happiest time. Yeah, I literally have no interest in that. Mm, <laughs> me too. We, would, we could never date each other. <laughs> We'd never work. I'd be like, so what are we going to eat <laughs> all the time? Charlie, what about you? What's important for you interest-wise? See, the thing is, is like, on my interests, I'm never going to find a guy, and I wouldn't want to find a guy who's like interested in things I'm interested in, because like, I'd be turned off. Like, I'm interested in very like feminine things, mm. and I like very masculine guys. Like, it's not about like... Um, being like a lad or something, I really don't like lads. So it's yeah. not about that. But it's about like um, I just don't. Like, I would. I'm. I love. I don't know. I love 
like beauty and like RuPaul's Drag Race and like yeah. I don't know like Britney Spears I don't want my boyfriend to be like oh my god yes let's watch Track Week I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, no yeah. I want you to like watch it with me to be a good boyfriend maybe yeah. sometimes yeah. like but I don't want you to be like watching it when I'm not, not there like because you just are so obsessed with Drag Queen like it just yeah. would be a yeah. turn off to me like yeah. I don't want my boyfriend to like love watching YouTube beauty tutorials like no because it gets yeah. it also but it just it just gets boring if someone just wants to that's do... what your friends are for yeah, you exactly. have your friends to do your girly or that I'm being very binary and basic <laughs> right now but you you have your friends do your the things that you like yeah. and then you the boyfriend does it with his friends but and I then you come together can... and compromise yeah. on certain things like you go to I wouldn't mind going to a football match even though I, I hate football yeah you want mm. someone like, to introduce you to new experiences yeah. and new things that's you know that's what makes dating exciting yeah otherwise it just gets a bit dull and monotonous mm. it is do you know what's interesting? Um, I found that it does change though. So over the past sort of six to nine months, I have got like way more into the gym than I used to be oh, wow. because I discovered I love lifting weights. I love hashtag doing weights. Girls who lift. I, I am a hashtag mm. girl who lifts. Yes. Um, and I I love it so much. And I, you know, this is still quite a new thing for me. But now it's quite important to me that someone I'm dating or someone, you know, who is a potential boyfriend or romantic partner is also interested in fitness and it needn't be gym, mm. but like some sort of exercise. And cause that's really important to me actually now, yeah. sort of getting fitter and staying healthy. And I would actually agree with that. I think a vested interest in health, oh. but not necessarily, <laughs> I'm on the other side. not necessarily going to the gym. I agree with you, but engaging in some sort of exercise, whether it's playing tennis, playing football, yeah. just something, because I like to spend a lot of time outdoors. I love to exercise. That's also another thing that's yeah. important for me. So someone that is a bit slovenly about that kind of stuff probably wouldn't be very attractive to me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be just like, get up. That's <laughs> what my up. life is, basically. Like, <laughs> I have not done exercise since year nine PE. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with my like roles sitting down now. I've like, definitely I just still have got no roles. desire. I've never been to a gym. I don't do any I like and I'm boys all the time are like that. Like what you like so mm. I'm always on the other side. And the same with the vegan thing, like I always seem to draw vegan guys to me and they're like kind of really? very judgy like oh like oh, oh no so. that's the worst and I'm like, not a judgy vegan yeah like like I'm vegetarian so I'm not even that bad I'm yeah. like I just I like cheese yeah. <laughs> I, can't help I love it. cheese but like yeah like the fitness guys are very much like judge me for not being fit like the vegan Terrible. like the boys who do you know what I mean so, and I'm like oh sorry like, or like music snobs are a big mm. thing as well I know this yeah. I've just said everything no, about and you that, sorry no girl. no no but you're yeah. right that actually goes back to what I said because even though so the music thing for me it's more about the experience yeah. of watching music but you're again, not judging people for their taste yeah, yeah, no yeah, and it. that is ho- and I've been judged so for my taste yeah. before as well and it's my horrible my tastes are so basic me too High but five. to have any <laughs> sense of superiority over that yeah. over your you know whether you're really into indie films or you're really into like this really alternative bands that no one's ever heard of to then yeah. have an element of snobbery about it like oh well I'm not into you because you don't like them yeah it's just I think you have to be open minded another everything. thing like sort of related to interest and if opposites or having the same thing is good is when it comes to careers I don't know whether it's sort of best for me to date someone in an industry similar to what I work in because then they understand my world and what I'm doing or if it's better to date someone who works in like I don't know finance or as a lawyer or oh, I'm just I don't know the anything dream. the <laughs> dream finance is not the dream that is the dream no oh, baby you can do my tax return but I'll do I, something for you I mean <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, how, that's how it works baby I mean I'm, I've dated some finance guys and send I'm, them my way alright I'll, I'll send them over I'll send them over this might be discrimination but I'm not sure I, 
fancy finance guys. You can't say I've you don't tried. fancy all finance guys. No, but there's an element of their job, the ones that I have dated, their hours are incredibly antisocial. Oh, really? Working very, very late into the yeah. night. Oh. And so it can be quite difficult to maintain a relationship okay. with someone that has those credits. And it's the same in law. Like, my best friend's a lawyer. She doesn't get out of work till 9.30 some <gasps> nights. Oh, my Lord. And it's really hard. She only sees her boyfriend at the weekends, which is fine. But that's not great. That's not going to work for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I don't know, Does your does your how much does your career reflect your values? Mm. That becomes another element. Depends. Depends if someone's in the finance industry. Because I do know people who work in finance. And I don't, um, I'm, I'm saying finance, but there are various industries that oh, you know course, yeah. are very well paid. But yeah. it's horrible hours. And actually, if, if these people are doing this and they hate their jobs, then that I have an issue with. I'm like, you're just mm. doing it for the money. And I think, I don't know, that says yeah. a lot about you. If yeah. you're willing to do something you hate just for money. Yeah. Like, I personally believe it's life's too short. It shows about their values. Like, yeah. money is the most important thing to Exactly. Them. I think that's the thing I have a problem yeah. with finance. I hear because that. I like people that... I like people that work in Passion, something they're passionate something. about. And if you work in finance, how passionate can you be about money? And yeah, how attractive true. is that as a the, quality? Yeah. The, the reason I'm drawn to them is not because of like the money. I'm not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. as a council scout. I would love to find like a rich man <laughs> for myself and pay for all my surgery. But for me, it's about like the skills. Like, I'm very strategic in that like uh-huh. I want to be like self-sufficient and mm. like be able to like, I, I don't know, I am, I don't know, useless. I would like, uh, like looking at my mum and my dad, like my dad is very good, like handiwork and like m- my mum so would useful. struggle on her own. Like my dad's like a, like a handyman, like mm. a builder. So he, our house is amazing and stuff like that would be a really nice skill to have. I can't do it. So I'd love a, a man like in the, f- it's not about dating guys like that, but like my future, like a dream hubby is like someone who I know can do maths because I'm crap at maths yeah. and is like a graphic, can do Photoshop so he can like <laughs> do all my like, <laughs> like graphic stuff and like do money and like, do you know what I'm saying? And like buildy stuff and catch spiders like it's about we should be learning to do those things no no (laughs) let me be basic and binary please (laughs) i've waited 21 years to be a basic white girl let me live my my best life you can you can me and my flatmate the other night we had like all basically all the bulbs had gone in our house they were going one by one and we didn't know it was like they're like these weird light bulbs and we didn't know how to change them so we just put it off and put it off and put it off until there was literally one light left in the whole flat and we were like we need to tackle this (laughs) and we did it we changed all the light bulbs and i for you thank you it was, it was actually an achievement because they were difficult I don't know light, how to bulbs. light bulbs. A regular one I can do, but they were quite weird. But now we know because we're independent women. And I also, you know, can squish spiders sometimes. And yes, I'm sorry I squished them. Oh, no, I'm not. Anyway, we've got slightly off topic. Says the girl who didn't sleep because there was a mouse in her room. <laughs> yeah, well, that's London, isn't it? <laughs> Good times. Yeah, lol. Anyway, time for dating dilemma. Yeah, let's finish up with that, shall yeah, we? This is a juicy one. Right. I'm looking for some advice on a relationship that's starting to get serious. I'm 23 now and have been seeing my girlfriend for several months. She's great for me and although things started casual, we're rapidly becoming closer. This will be the first really serious relationship I've had with anyone and my first with another girl. My problem is broaching something with her from my past. When I was at university, I did some fetish modelling for an adult website. Essentially photo shoots of me being spanked by older guys. There was nudity involved, but it wasn't very explicit. However, these photos are out there now and forever. I'm cool with that, I'm not ashamed about it, and I knew what I was getting into at the time. But now things are getting serious, I want to know how I should broach it with my girlfriend. There's no way I want her finding out from any other source than me, and it seems unlikely that she'd happen across them, but I'd rather be straight with her. But how do I bring it up? It also raises the questions of some of my non-vanilla interests. 
We have a fairly regular sex life and my fetish leanings have never really come up. That's fine, but I guess coming clean about my modelling will bring them into the discussion as well. I'm really struggling to see an obvious way to get this out in the open and I'm a little bit scared of my girlfriend's reaction. That is quite the dilemma. Mm. Mm. It's very Fifty Shades of Grey-esque. It's just, it's, it's, I think it is quite an unusual situation to be in. Very. Which is probably why she's so nervous mm. about broaching the subject. However, if they've been seeing each other for several months, you'd like to think they're comfortable enough with each other. And I think she just needs to say it. She just needs to tell her. Do it in, it's, you know, you don't want to blow it out of proportion, I think, and and try and make the her partner feel that it's a massive deal. But just sort of, I think, tell her quite calmly and say, you know, I just wanted you to know. And she was going to have to have that conversation about, you know, in terms of non-vanilla sex interests, that was going to come up anyway. Yeah. You know, that's inevitable. So this, in a way, is probably a good route into that discussion. Yeah. And it opens opens those doors. You have to be, you know, if this is something that you want in your relationship in the long term and you want it to work, you have to be totally honest about your preferences in the bedroom and beyond. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, the the best way, if, if you do have, like, as she says, non-vanilla interests, then you've just got to be open about it, haven't you? And not be ashamed. Mm. Yeah, don't be ashamed. I think it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate to feel stigmatised, particularly with someone who is your girlfriend, like, mm. you know, loves you and cares about you. You should feel... You should feel just like you, that you can legitimately be honest and authentic with who you really are. And this is a key part of that, I think. Yeah, I think I would probably quite similarly like like I wouldn't want to blow it because it's not a big thing. You no. haven't. I don't know. Even if you've done like a sex tape, that's not that like. Do you know what I mean, it's, it's that we've all had sex. We've all done. I'm sure peop- she just had it on on camera, basically. Mm, yeah, so it's really exactly. not that big a deal. Um, I think I'd probably approach with humour to like, because I think if you like sit them down, I have something to tell yeah, you. It's right, going to make it right. seem like you've done something wrong. You have done nothing wrong. Yeah. You mm. have nothing to apologise for. Nothing to be you ashamed You just sit of. them down. I'd almost like, I wouldn't even sit them down there. I'd just bring up randomly. I'd like, we're, we're drunk one time, having a good time. Like, oh, I did this one thing one time. And just make it like a laughy yeah. thing. Be yeah. like, it was so funny. It was for work. I needed some money. It was stupid. I can't believe I did that. Oh my God, lol. And then it's yeah. out there and it's done. And like, who cares? We've all, yeah. like, what do they think? They're virgins? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. we've all had sex. Just Makes like no someone difference. did it on camera, like, or did yeah. something on camera. Who cares? I like, think that's exactly the way to do it. That I'm, well, there you go. You're I feel so like this is so wise. easy for me because I'm sorry. I have to, like, cut my cards. Guys, it's been trans is a lot bigger than yeah, you're like, <laughs> having, oh, I did, like, a sexy photo shoot once. I'm like. Yeah, very true. Yeah, so I feel like this is, this is easy piece. You're good. Don't worry about it, babes. Just, yeah, yeah just have a, just, like. And if the girlfriend does sort of freak out and say, oh, no, then it's not the right person for you, is oh, it? Exactly. Yeah, I think if you're like, if you put like your cards out on the table, like you can't, and this, I'm not telling you to post them on Instagram, but like if you're very proud about everything, then people can't shame you. Like that's mm. why with me, I'm always very like upfront about being trans and stuff. Like it's like my, a lot of my friends who are trans girls, I don't know, like put like, they're like, I don't know, like raunchy photos. Because then like you can't be shamed about them, like almost like, so I'm not telling you to put them up, but I'm just saying that's another... Mm. If you just lay all your cards exactly. out at the start and be like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I like, I don't know, being sexy. And I don't mm. like, then it's like, no one's going to find you out and be like, oh, you're not the nice 
Christian virgin <laughs> that I thought you were. Who like, yeah, I like fetish. So what? Yeah. Like, I don't. But I'm just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if you're not ashamed of something, yeah. then people can't shame you for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think if you laugh at yourself first, no one else can laugh at you. Love it. I think that's a nice note to end on, guys. Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. So it's always so it goes so quickly. It's such a shame. <laughs> but that is it for today, sadly. So please do subscribe to Millennial Love. Please give us a rating and review us on iTunes or wherever else you listen to your podcast because that means the world to us. I know it just takes a second of your day and it also helps other people discover the podcast. And please keep sending in your dating disasters and dilemmas. We love reading them and talking about them. And if you want to send one in, it will obviously be kept anonymous. You can email us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can tweet us at Rachel underscore Hosey and Olivia Petter one. You can also contact us by joining our Facebook group. And this is where we sort of discuss issues from the podcast, news from the dating world, and ask you guys for your thoughts on issues for the podcast. And we would love to hear any bits of feedback you have as well. So to join, you just have to go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Charlie, so no, thank much you for having for me, guys. Us. Thank you. It's been so much fun. You've offered so much wisdom. Oh, <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> Love. And Charlie, you are doing a panel event, aren't you, yes, for International Women's Day? I am. And I think it's a sort of event that, you know, the woke boys, that we're telling them boys that need to be woke. They, this is the sort of thing that they should be coming to because mm-hmm. it's um, a panel of women for International Women's Day. Some amazing uh, women like Gemma Kearney and amazing. Um, other just amazing boss women. Basically, uh, discussing like how to push forward as women and basically yeah it's for um, Seven Dials for International Women's Day I'm going to post about it on my socials so check it out it's going to be in the like um, Evening Standard tomorrow and stuff and there'll be a you can find out the details online yeah it should be really awesome. good though really exciting awesome. yeah, yeah I think it sounds like a fab event thank you so much for listening everyone thank you Charlie no and we'll so see you guys next week bye, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.